Welcome to the Real Happy Mom Podcast. I'm your host, Tony Ann, the blogger and content creator at Real Happy Mom, where moms can find encouragement and practical tips for this journey called motherhood. I also have this podcast to introduce you to other moms from various walks of life. And today we have a returning guest. It's Katie. You may remember her from episode number 17. I got her back on again, and I am too excited. She's going to be helping us out with balance in our lives. If this is your first time tuning in, Katie is a mom of a three-year-old and she's actually expecting another little one. She works at home and coaches moms to help them be more happier and feel more fulfilled and at ease. She takes an approach that focuses greatly on mindset and supporting her clients through things like time management, clarity, stress management, mom guilt, and so much more. In a nutshell, she takes them from a life of chaos to one of calm and control. Katie has become my go-to girl when it comes to getting my life back centered and in control. So today on episode number 31, she's going to help us out with getting balanced and also introduce something new and exciting that she's starting. So let's jump into episode number 31 with Katie. So welcome back to the podcast, Katie. I'm excited to have you. Thank you so much. I'm very excited to be here. Yes, I had to bring you back because last time we talked, we had a very interesting conversation about losing ourselves in motherhood, and that was a hit. There were so many moms that reached out to me and told me that that episode helped, and then that was one of the most popular episodes as far as the number of listens and downloads. So yeah, I had to bring you back and talk to you some more. (laughs) Oh, I'm so glad it had a positive impact. That's awesome. It's a good discussion to have. Katie, I wanted to bring you back to talk about finding balance and why we don't have balance as moms, because I feel like this is something in particular that we struggle with, especially with working moms, because we feel like we have to be everywhere and do all things. So I just wanted you to share your thoughts on work-life balance and how we can achieve this. Yeah. So... Work-life balance is a very interesting topic, I think, and it's one that I hesitate to even use those words sometimes because balance is such, it's not a real concept, I don't think. (laughs) It's not a reality. It's not something that really exists, but also it's not actually what we want, I don't think. I think it's possible to have balance, but in a very different way. We need to change our perspective on it. so, you know, 50-50, I think, is kind of what most people, you know, balance is getting that scale to be proper, right? So, you know, 50% on home life, 50% on work life, all is well in the world. <laughs> but that's not generally what people actually want if we sat down and, you know, kind of hashed out what you're looking for. Because you know, sometimes we want to spend more time with our family, and that's perfectly fine. And other times, we actually want to spend more time on work and doing, you know, that side of things and, you know, using our intellectual brain, which sometimes when we're hanging out with our family, that doesn't happen so much. So, you know, it's not about achieving 50-50. It's really more of a pendulum and it will swing. And I think that that's totally okay. And being open to that idea is really important in this process. So knowing that if, you know, in this stage of your life or this week or day or whatever, you're spending more time with work, then, you know, next week or tomorrow even, or even later that afternoon, you can spend more time with your family. Like that can swing back and forth whenever you want it to. It's really looking at balance from a perspective of 
why are you looking for balance? A lot of times we just say, oh, well, everyone says that balance is what we need. Society says that balance will make me happy. So let's get balance. Mm -hmm. But you need to take a step back and say, well, what does balance look like? What does that mean for me? And then why am I looking for that? Oftentimes we're looking for happiness. We're looking for calm. We want to be more in control of our lives. We want to stop feeling like we're being pulled in a zillion directions and be able to just be present in the moment in whatever we're doing. So for me, that's really what balance is. Nice. Now you brought up a couple of things and I just wanted to hear what you got to say about this. Because I feel like as moms, we have this unrealistic expectation that either we put on ourselves or society puts on us. Like I said, that we have to be all and do all. So you brought up a really interesting point about how it is a pendulum and it swings. So, you know, what, what do I want to focus on? What, do, what really makes me happy right now? I just wanted to kind of go through a few things because before we jumped on the podcast, we talked and you mentioned three things in particular it was time priorities and boundaries that if we get a hold of these things that we can be more aligned with our values as well as we will feel that we have more balance because I feel a lot of times, like you said, we just do things just because, you know, that's what we're supposed to do or that's what society mm-hmm. said that we're supposed to have this 50, 50 balance, but we end up saying yes to things that we really don't want to do. We end up not having these boundaries and just allowing whatever and whenever to happen. So I just kind of wanted to go through these three things because I feel like they're kind of the core of really getting that balance that you're talking about as far as time, priorities, and boundaries. So the first one, like I said, is time. And I just wanted to find out from you, how can we get better control of our time so we can have more balance? Yeah, so I definitely think that all three of those things are very closely intertwined (laughs) and Mm -hmm. impact one another. And I think that they all need to work together in order to really achieve that balance and that goal of a happier, calmer, (laughs) more in controlled life. So in terms of time, I would say a few things, you know, with time, again, it's like, like you said, we're always trying to follow someone else's expectations, whether that is how we were raised, and this comes from our family's expectations of how we're supposed to do things, whether it comes from society telling us how things should be. We often do things because we should, we feel this should, and it's about getting clarity really on why we're doing things. Are we doing it because of someone else's expectations, or are we doing it because that's actually what we want to be doing and what feels good in our lives? And that's actually a pretty tough thing to distinguish sometimes. So it takes a lot of practice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when you do find some clarity on that, I mean, it can really change your life, I think. Taking some time out on a regular basis, just a few minutes, it doesn't have to be long, and just saying, why am I doing this? Like right now I'm feeling really stressed and overwhelmed. So what's going on that's causing that? Like how am I spending my time right now that's making me feel this way? Am I doing something that actually needs to be done? I'm being really honest with yourself in that because oftentimes nothing's going to happen. <laughs> it's not going to be the end of the world if the dishes don't get washed today, for example. Or is it something that I need to get done in order to feel good about myself and to survive this night or whatever? So it's about changing your perspective on it and getting really clear on what you actually want to be doing with your time. Also, I would say, you know, we live our lives 
in a very habitual way. We go through the routine. We just go through day to day and do the same thing over and over and over again because we don't take the time to step back and say, why are we doing this? Is this what we want to be doing? We just do it because that's just what we do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's habit. It's our routine. And I'm okay with routine, but it's the habitual part that I think that really needs to take a look at. Because then when we can learn to live our lives much more intentionally, you will get so much more of your time back. You will feel so much more grounded, happier, present, calm, all of those things. So moving out of this habitual mode and into this very, very intentional space will help with time. And the other thing I would say is we tend to focus on the lack. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to time, we're always saying, oh, I don't have no time for that. Or, oh my gosh, the day's done and I didn't get X, Y, and Z done. When really we can say, oh my gosh, the day's done and look at all the things I got done. Yeah, those other things didn't get done, but look at all the things I did get done. I wasn't sitting on the couch all day. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right? So switching our mindset, and time is a huge mindset thing. Because I'm sure you've heard before, we all have the same amount of hours in the day. Mm-hmm. It's just how we use it, right? And how we look at it. So spending that time doing the things that you want, focusing on being grateful for all the things that you got done and that you did accomplish. Because you did every single day you accomplish something. So be intentional about that and make, you know, your choice to do what you want to get done. It's, it's really up to you. It's all in your hands and letting go of this feeling like you need to do it all. Like we don't need to do it all. We don't maybe even believe in doing it all, but we're just doing it because we're supposed to do it and we should do it. But when we can learn to let go of that a little bit, then uh, it's very freeing. Oh, yeah. And Katie, you brought up a good thing about doing it all. And I think a lot of that has to do with that we haven't really set up priorities. And you said something really, really good. You were saying to me before that a lot of times our priorities aren't aligned with our values. And I feel like a part of what you're saying as far as feeling like doing it all is like we don't really have a handle on what our core values are, like what do we really value in life and what to do. So I just wanted you to touch a little bit on the priorities part because it sounded like you're about to jump into that. But how can we set priorities and and make them more aligned with our values? Yeah, for sure. So I think that oftentimes our priorities are, again, from other people's expectations on the things that we should be doing instead of Exactly like you said, lining them with our values. One of the big reasons I think that's happened, there's a huge disconnect. And something we talked about in the last episode we recorded together is mm-hmm. we've lost who we are. We don't know what's important to us. We don't know who we are. We don't always have the confidence to be who we are, honestly, because that's very outside of the norm. That's very often outside of what society says we should do and how we should be living and what our house should look like and all these things. So you have to be very courageous to step outside of that and say, actually, that's not important to me. But these are the things that are, and this is how I choose to live my life. Knowing that you're probably going to get a bit of pushback (laughs) (laughs) going into this, um, I think makes it a little bit easier. You know, having that preparedness that not everyone's going to agree with you, and that's okay. That probably means you're doing the right thing. (laughs) (laughs) and then figuring out what your values are like putting some time into getting clarity on what are my values and I do this with clients very regularly and how I usually recommend they do it is 
take a few minutes, like it can be 10 minutes. None of this stuff has to be very time consuming. Me working with clients is causing them stress and more overwhelm, then we're not doing it right. <laughs> because that's not the goal. <laughs> take even 10 minutes, grab a piece of paper and a pen, go find yourself somewhere quiet and just have some quiet time to reflect on one of the times in your life that made you really, really happy. You thought, man, I wish we could do this all the time or we need to do this again. You know, you brought so much joy into your life during these moments. What are they and what were you doing? What was happening? Who were you with? Who weren't you with? You know, were you sitting calmly on the beach enjoying the nice weather with your family? Were you reading a book in the bathtub all by yourself? You know, what were you doing in those moments? And write that stuff down. <laughs> because from that, you're going to be able to pull out your values a lot easier. So, for example, independence might be a value. Family time might be a value. Adventure might be a value. You know, if you're off camping in the woods and, and doing, you know, treks and stuff, like, that might be something that's really important to you. Maybe cleaning your house and, like, having an organized, tidied space is something that you really, really value because that just lets you relax a little more and, you know, if that doesn't get done, then you're not happy, like miserable, like the day can't move on unless your space is organized. So maybe organization is a value of yours. So doing this process can, this is a very short version of it, but it can yes. help you narrow down what those are. And I always say pick three to five. There shouldn't be any more values than that. But when you have that list, you can start to categorize them because some of them will be very similar to others. And then you can, you know, maybe one word resonates better with you than others so you know for me one of my values is connection because I like to connect with others I like to connect with my family I like to you know have girls nights and go out with my friends but I also like to have connection with myself and if I'm missing any of those things within a certain time span I don't feel good that disconnect really starts to, to pop in so connection is a very strong priority for me so figuring out what your values are and then Take a piece of paper for each value and start brainstorming. Okay, so connection is a value of mine. What does that mean for me, though? And you can come up with so many things from doing your values. Values is like a huge, huge, huge topic. You can sort out what your most impactful self-care routines and activities can be through sorting out your values. You can sort out where the boundaries need to be in your life through values, because oftentimes Others upset us or we're not feeling right. We're feeling really in alignment. We get into arguments with other people. Oftentimes because our values have been really overstepped, mm -hmm. right? So having clarity around what those are can be, give you that aha moment of, oh, that's why that made me so angry. <laughs> <laughs> so then you can, you know, set up those boundaries. You can put things in place so that you're not feeling so drained all the time. You can have clarity on what your priorities are. These are the things that need to happen in my life in order for me to feel the best about myself and to be the best version of myself and to be the mom and the spouse and the friend and the coworker that I want to be. Now, Katie, you brought up the last thing that I want to talk about, which was boundaries. You touched on it just a little bit, but I feel like as moms, we when I think of boundaries, I, I, I think about us just saying no more because <laughs> I feel like <laughs> we don't say no enough. And I was listening to 
a lot of different people talk about different ways of saying no. So I'm getting a little bit more creative on saying no, but that has to, has to happen so that we don't have these priorities and then they get overstepped because people or other individuals in our life don't understand that we need to have these boundaries so that we can be in our happy space. So you mentioned having the priorities and setting up or finding out what our values are so that we know how to, or we understand what our priorities are and what our values are. And then from there, what would you suggest that we do to have better boundaries? Yeah. So figuring out, you know, where are the areas that are causing you stress? Where are you feeling overwhelmed? Where are you feeling this huge lack of balance? That we're talking about so you know maybe you signed your kids up for five things each so every single night you're running around and you're never home and that doesn't feel good to you mm-hmm. so boundaries might look like okay we need to sit down with the kids and I very much believe in this process figuring it out for yourself is the important first step but then having a very open line of communication with the others around you that it impacts so your spouse your kids you know maybe your co-workers if that's uh, or your boss <laughs> if that's mm-hmm. um something that's relatable but sitting down with them and saying listen you know even asking them like do you like being out every night because maybe they don't like it either but you're just again trying to do it all and gives them every opportunity but really it's not making anyone really all that happy so sitting down saying listen we're going to do two things eat and that's it what two things would you like to keep on doing and you create a boundary around that Mm -hmm. maybe you say we're only going to be out of the house three nights a week so you can do whatever you want, but it has to fall into these three nights. You know, maybe it's, I need self-care every single day. So that goes in my calendar and gets scheduled in so that it happens. When you make your boundaries, you have to make them non-negotiable. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, really in a way become your priority. So if it fits into this structure, then great. If it doesn't, you move on. And it makes it a lot easier to make decisions it just, it's a lot less draining. It's a lot less exhausting when you have a big decision to make or even a small one. It's easier to have this structure and this foundation that you can be like, okay, I'm not really sure what to do about this. Let's go back to these values and these things that I've talked about and see how it falls into this. And that might give you an instant answer. (laughs) So make them non-negotiable. See where they're maybe lacking. Like where is these negative feelings coming from? And that's usually where you need to put And then again, looking at your values, if you'd like, and seeing like, these are the things that are really important to me. Where in my life am I, you know, making that negotiable and making, allowing people to overstep that. I got to throw in these boundaries to make sure that that no longer happens. And again, and we talked about this in in our last podcast as well, be brave Mm -hmm. because you are pulling away from the norm. This is a very vulnerable place to be and you need to, have courage to do this. It's, a lot of this stuff is very, very simple. Every single client I work with says, oh, that's so simple. <laughs> but it is. <laughs> None of this is complicated, but that doesn't mean that it's easy. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I, yeah. And that's, I think, why so many of us don't do it is because, I mean, not only do is it hard for us to see our own stuff, we're emotionally attached to it. So mm-hmm. <laughs> it's hard to separate yourself from that. So having someone that can help you out if you're struggling maybe go talk to a friend or you know call me Um, I'm happy to walk you through some of this stuff do that and then have the courage to step outside of that norm if you want a simpler life then have a simpler life and understand the freedom and the benefits that come with that and the fact that 
all that really matters is your happiness and that you're doing things your way because what's the point otherwise? Yeah. And Katie, you brought up something really good because you made me think, because a lot of times we think like, oh, we just want to, you know, have the simple life, be able to travel the world. But some people like to work because yeah. I had this one girlfriend of mine and try not to give out too information about her just in case she's <laughs> <laughs> but this girl can work. She has like some crazy work ethic. Like she was working, I don't remember how many offices she was working at, and she was in the Navy with me. Then she had, was like the president of this organization. Like she was doing so much stuff. And I was like, friend, you're just doing so much. But maybe for her, like that's what, what gets, makes her happy. And that's where she is feeling good. Cause I think sometimes we think, you know, oh, as moms, we have to be there for our kids, but some moms, like they have to work, they have to be doing something in order to be fulfilled and to be in that happy place. So I think we can talk about the other extreme too, like, you know, doing what makes you happy if it is working. But of course we have to, of course, have some balance. We can't be working 24-7, of course. I think a lot of times we think like, oh, we just want to be home, just chilling with the kids. No, some people want to be out <laughs> working and making money, like whatever it is that makes them happy, even if it's not making money, whether it's working with a nonprofit, doing mission trips, whatever the case is. Like some people just yeah. feel more energized and more fulfilled when they're out doing things. And that's okay too. Completely agree. Yeah. And it's, again, going back to those values, what's important for you? Mm-hmm. Where do you want to be spending your time? And, you know, I can relate to that as well. I love my job. I love working. I love what I do. I, although I thought it would be before I had kids, <laughs> I, I wanted to be a stay at home parent. And then when I was in it, I was like, no, this isn't for me. I love spending time with my daughter. And I've structured my schedule around that because I only work three days a week. But if I don't have those three days a week, like, we will not get along. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it is about, you know, finding that balance in that way of what makes you happy. Where do you want to be spending your time? If you love working, then go and work and do that and be fulfilled by that. But, you know, if you have kids, chances are you probably still do want to spend some time with them too, <laughs> but it might not be that 50-50. Like most people, mm-hmm. you know, it's our defining balance. That's not the goal. It's figuring out what that balance looks like for you. I don't even want to say like a certain percentage, like it's not necessarily like 80, 20 or 70, 30. This, that balance is going to change mm-hmm. depending on the time of your life. Depend, you know, summer kids are off school. You're probably going to spend more time with your kids, whether you want to or not. That's just the reality <laughs> of that time frame. <laughs> now, Katie, you gave us some really good steps to take as far as just making it a priority one, and then also understanding our values and then being aware of our time and how we're spending our times. And then of course, setting boundaries. So I wanted you to just give us one actionable step that we can take to finding more balance in our busy lives. Yeah. And, and so for me, I think it's really about developing that self-awareness and getting to know yourself better. Like that's really the foundation of all of this. If you are so disconnected from yourself, then this is going to be a struggle for you. So reconnecting with yourself and what's important to you and an actionable takeaway from that would be giving yourself permission to take these regular steps back, simply check in and see if what you're doing, if you're being intentional, if it's moving you towards your goal, if you're currently happy or if this is not what you want to be doing, maybe I'm checking in to say, is my goal still the same Mm -hmm. or has that shifted? 
it's hard to see what's going right and wrong when we're just doing that go, 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 hustle, moving through the actions in a habitual form. So we can give ourselves permission to take a step back, 30 seconds, it can be, it doesn't have to be long, and just check in. Are things going the way I want? Am I being intentional in my actions in my day? What is my end goal? Is this moving me towards it? Has my end goal shifted or is it still the same? Cool. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> and that's something that I think at the beginning you could honestly do every single day. Mm-hmm. It does take practice. As you've gotten more clear on what you're doing and more comfortable in doing that, you started to change these habits and be more intentional. And the more you get to know yourself and build that self-awareness, the less you'll have to do it. You might end up doing it every three months or something. But having that time to just, I always say, slow down to speed up. Yes. Take a step back, see what's going on, see if you're on the right track, and then you can move forward a lot clearer and faster um, than you might be before. And it's funny you say that because I remember I was listening to Gary Takis. He's a dentist and he has a podcast for dentists. And he was saying how when he was learning how to ride, was it a race car or like some like exotic cars where he could, he was pretty much learning how to race. Okay. And he was saying like, he was just ready to like go, go, go really fast. And I think that's how we are in life. We're ready. Just go, go, go. And he was saying like the, yeah. the guy that was teaching him how to do it was telling him like, Gary, you got to slow down so that you can go fast. And I was like, whoa, that's kind of deep. <laughs> and then you studied again too. So I was like, yep, you do. It applies in life and in racing. You got to slow down. Again. Yeah, that's so true. I love that. I love that he said that as well. Cause yeah, I mean, you can't, you know, if it's something new, if it's something like if you're just hopping in the car and zooming around the track before you even know kind of an idea of what that track looks like. I mean, I bet you if you took the time to do a slow loop around, ensure that you're going in the right direction, mm-hmm. seeing what other obstacles might be there. It's a lot easier to do that second lap more efficiently and more productively than it would be to fly around. I mean, if you get in an accident, that slows you down, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so stay in control of the situation by slowing down, finding some clarity, check in and make sure that you're doing things the way that you want to be doing them so that you can zip around that much, much faster. Now, Katie, you know, one of my favorite questions to ask is if you could have any superpower, what would it be? Now, I know I asked you this before. I just wanted to ask again and see if it changed, especially since there's a lot of changes that's happened in your life since last time we talked. <laughs> yes. I think that I wouldn't change it. I, I don't know. I Nothing else popped into my head, so I'm going to go with it. I'm still going to stick with the confidence. And I think you said there's lots of changes. I'm currently pregnant right now seven months pregnant and you know with my second it's a boy which is the first boy in our family so that makes me a little (laughs) uneasier (laughs) there's lots of stuff that comes up in that you know even in terms of my business learning you know to slow down so I can take some time off with my family which is what I really want and having that confidence that it's all going to go smoothly in the way that I picture it (laughs) (laughs) if I had that strong strong unshakable confidence and uh this would be a lot easier oh yes oh yes I definitely agree (laughs) now Katie you have something new that you just started I just wanted you to share this new thing that you just started Yes, so I actually have just launched a brand new program called Finding Your Work-Life Balance, and this is a group program that will be starting in June. I'm very, very excited about it because 
community is something that's really important to me and I find doing these boot programs really helps to build that community. It allows you to have support from others. It allows you to feel like you're not the only one, <laughs> you know, it's sometimes hearing others that are going through the same situations or similar situations can be the most important part of all of it. But basically what this is going to be is an eight-week program. It's all run online, as all of my businesses. <laughs> and we will be working through this, you know, a lot of what we talked about today, this process of finding work-life balance and what that means to you and, you know, giving you clarity so that it's easier. When you know where you're going, it's a lot easier to figure out your path. You know, what's working, what's not working. Um, there's going to include two one-on-one -on -one calls with me, which will be the last time this year that you'll ever get a one-on-one -on -one call with me because then I will be off. <laughs> I mean, these one-on-one -on -one calls are really, really impactful. I often will offer free one-on-one -on -one calls and the feedback that I get from that, the feedback I get from my clients, like people make drastic changes in just a 30-minute call. So the fact that you get two one-on-one -on -one calls, I think, would be one of the most impactful things to this whole thing. Accountability again. I'm there in this group. Others are there in that group. We're all going to be checking in with each other to make sure that we're staying on track. Then asking questions and having that support. There's going to be education, weekly trainings. We're going to talk about mindset, beliefs, habits. How do we really achieve our desires and find that balance? And then the angle, of course, is finding that ease and that happiness and just not wearing all the hats all the time, being able to wear one hat at a time and feeling good about it and feeling confident in that. So yeah, I'm really, really excited about this program and uh, anyone that's interested, please reach out. I'm happy to share more details with you and how you can get signed up for that. It's going to be awesome. Yes. And I'll make sure to include that in the show notes as well. So we'll have the links there. Katie, I really appreciate you coming back on again and sharing this really great information with us. I am so glad that you said yes. <laughs> said yes again. <laughs> so thank oh, you thank so you. much. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Tony. And it's always a pleasure chatting with you. I really enjoy coming on and, and having these conversations. Now that does it for this episode of the Real Happy Mom podcast. To find the links in the show notes, make sure you head over to realhappymom.com slash 31. There you'll find a complete blog post on this episode, as well as the link to Katie's new group coaching class. If you've enjoyed this episode and found it helpful, make sure you do me a favor and hit the subscribe button. This does two things. One, it lets iTunes know that this is a helpful podcast and will introduce it to other moms. And two, you'll be notified about the next new episode, which is coming out next week. And you don't want to miss it because I'll be talking to this awesome mama all about love for yourself. Now that does it for this episode. I will catch you in the next one.